Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Blaze Experience. If you're coming in now, we are back to talk about Fortnite. It has been a little while since we talked about Fortnite, but there's been some new news, and we're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to talk about the patch notes for Fortnite that have been most recent. About 10 days or so ago that the patch notes were last um, released. We're going to talk about some new modes, including the 20-man team, which is very fun. We're going to talk about Fortnite Battle Royale coming to iOS and soon Android. And that's the main topics of our episode. We will have a special guest here to talk about it today. Unfortunately, our usual co-host, Mr. Noobs, couldn't make it today, but he will be back soon. But without further ado, I will introduce our special guest. This is a friend of mine I met on one of the discords. His name is Monty. He also goes by Hanzo Main. And he is one of the first people to be invited to play the iOS beta. Welcome, Hanzo. Hello. Hey, thanks for having You're me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming in. Not a problem. So what are your overall impressions about Fortnite? What do you feel about it? Well, Fortnite, I mean, obviously said that there was PUBG and everything right. beforehand. And, well, I think Fortnite just added something to it. All of them have sort of been building on top of each other, sort of, there was Daisy, then H1Z1, and then PUBG, and then there's been Fortnite, so it's sort of been almost a ladder system, and I think it's sort of the next tier up, and I think that's just sort of what it has above everything else. So whilst there's PUBG, and that's a bit more sort of the serious game mode sort of version, but you need to go out, spend, what, 25 quid on that. I, I don't know what that is in US dollars. I'm not sure how much you guys pay for it over there, but it's 25 British pounds over here, whereas Fortnite is free. And sort of, for a lot of people, that just makes it easier access, and it it just sort of has more to it, in my opinion. Right, I'd agree. I mean, I haven't done a lot of PUBG stuff, but I have heard from people that have played a lot of both. We won't get into the differences too much, but I have heard that PUBG is a lot more buggy than Fortnite. So it is nice that Fortnite is a more streamlined and faster experience, I'd say. Yeah, but I've seen quite a few videos online of things like bugs in PUBG of motorbikes just taking <laughs> right. off and things like that. That is something that PUBG has that Fortnite doesn't, is vehicles. And I, I know that there's the upcoming... Uh, jet bike fairly soon to Fortnite, and as to whether that changed things too the much. Jet I'm pack not sure, or but, jet bike, or th- there was like um, some sort of like skateboard. I know, I know it's in Save the World at the moment, but not in the multiplayer version. I heard that was going to be coming to the multiplayer version. It, it might be the jet. That's pack. interesting. I haven't heard of a wrong, jet but... skateboard, but that sounds kind of cool actually. I have heard of the jet pack coming, so that one I definitely have heard of. There's this um, jet skateboard in the Save the World version of the game. And I heard that that might be coming to the full full multiplayer game. That would be kind of fun. I mean, it would definitely help you get out of the Storm Circle fast enough. So Yeah, as to whether it would be a bit like the jump pad sort of one use or you can get on and off it. Right, so exactly. That would be interesting. And in terms of the jet pack, since you did mention it, I mean... I think that's going to be a huge thing for the game, and it'll be a lot of fun. I don't exactly know how they're going to implement it. I mean, I don't know if you can fly around for like a certain 
exponential period of time, like, you know, maybe, okay, you can fly for five seconds and then it runs out, or if you can refill it with gas or how that's going to work really, but, or if it's going to be like the launch pad where it's a one-time yeah. use or what. I mean, it, it'd be good for taking down things like, um, when you have people who just build massive right, towers exactly. and you can build like halfway up, then just jetpack in, hopefully stealthily, but you know, we'll have to see with the right. Cause that, that is one of the things If somebody builds a massive tower, then the only way currently without a jetpack to get them is you're going to have to knock out their tower with a rocket launcher or something, or you're going to have to build higher than them. So it's kind of a building race at that point. Yeah. But we will just get into some of the patch notes that have come out. These were released in a post on 3.15. I don't think all of them have been implemented yet, but you can correct me if uh, I'm wrong and you've seen a lot of them. But one of the big ones is remote explosives. Basically, the remote explosives will be an explosive that detonates remotely, which self-explanatory there. But it's going to be very rare. It's detonated by using the all down sights button. Sorry, aim down sights button. And they can be found in llamas, treasure chests, floor loot, or supply drops. It's going to be in stacks of four and a max of ten. What do you think about the explosive? Well... I like how they're trying to bring in sort of more of these sort of grenade-based weaponry because there's been the smoke grenade, which is now being vaulted, which is another thing that's coming with this patch. There's just the normal grenade, there's impulse grenades, there's disco bombs. And I I, I quite like how they're bringing in more of these sort of things. As for with the remote explosives, it's quite interesting how you can set some funky traps for these sort of things. So, so that some of that's quite cool. Um, I, I've I've used them a few times with mixed results. Their damage isn't huge, but if you have because because you get them in stacks of four, or if you place a couple of them down at the same time and in the right sort of area, then you you can get some pretty good damage off them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely good if you know a player's following you or something because say you know, oh, this guy's following me. Let me just put this explosive here, and when he walks by, boom. You know, that, that's probably the best use, I'd say. I mean, obviously, there's other uses for it, but what are some uses that you might use it for? Uh, I know one use I tried to use it for, at least in in the game mode, was I, I built a massive bridge between two two of these sort of hills, and I tried to bait people over and detonate it to try and make them fall to their death. Unfortunately, I was killed before <laughs> they got onto the bridge, and I could do that. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> but... But the, that's one fun thing that you can do with it. Yeah, I definitely say that's a good idea. I mean, also the big towers we talked about, too. You could try, you know, set all four of them at the base of a tower and see if it blows up the whole tower at once. I mean, I haven't tried that yet, but I would imagine if you do that, like on all four sides of the tower, it might take down the entire tower. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, or even if it's sort of just trying to break into somewhere. Right, if yeah. somebody's standing behind a wall and they're just constantly repairing it then or building new ones, there's not much you can do. But if they have four around them and you can destroy all at once, then they're pretty right, much and they're like, the "Oh open. shit!" <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it definitely adds more gameplay to the game, which I think that's what Fortnite is good about—is adding a lot of variety to the game because they are always coming up with new items, new modes, different things like that that will change gameplay a little bit. That's why I like Fortnite because it's not just okay, you jump in the game; it's the same thing every time. It's always going to be something different with Fortnite. You're always going to drop somewhere different. You're always going to have different items every time. You're always going to meet different players that are, weren't in there last time. Things like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what while sort of remote explosives, they are quite rare, as as you mentioned, they're sort of a rare rarity. The nice thing is that you can still get them as a floor loot, so you you can still get a pretty good access to these. Right. Would you say it's more rare than the launch pads, or you think it's about the same rarity as those? From my experience, it seems to be more common than than launch pads. I haven't actually had too much luck with finding launch pads. I haven't either, honestly. I've only found a launch pad like twice ever, which <laughs> that doesn't very good odds. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I've got a couple of killing people, but as for actually finding them, right, yeah. only a couple of times. So it is nice that they have at least, you know, a little bit less rare than that, where it's usable in game. Yeah. This is, yeah. It kind of is like a replacement for a grenade in a way, but just the one that you can detonate whenever you want. Yeah, I mean, obviously, sort of your standard grenades are still going to be more common. Right, exactly. It, it's a nice option. It's good to have those options, which, as you mentioned, it's nice that Fortnite has this variety in the game. Definitely. But another item that is released in that patch is the Supply Llama. This is kind of like a treasure chest in a way where you can open it the same way, but it's essentially what it sounds like. It's basically to get you stocked up on supplies. It's very rare. There's only three in the match. They're at random locations, and it's supposed to be in unexpected places usually. They will contain 500 wood, stone, metal, 10 stacks of each ammo type, and three traps and consumables. So basically, like I said, it's just to supply you up. It's going to give you all the supplies you need pretty much for the entire match almost. So it is very nice in that, but it is pretty rare with only three of them. Have you found any yet? I I haven't had any luck. No, um, I haven't either, honestly. So <laughs> they they are true to name in being rare, but um, I, I think sort of finding one is going to be really useful because rather than having to run around sort of smacking things or sort of for the first part of the match just to get two hundred odd materials, right? Exactly. You just instantly get it off the bat, and it's sort of really good for building some strong bases and things like that. So since we haven't found any, we're probably not the best people to talk about it, but I mean, I can theorize what it would be like to find one, because, I mean, it says it's found in unexpected places. I don't know what these places are, but apparently it's like, you know, 20 feet underground or something. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, well, <laughs> so like, supply llamas, they seem to be more focused around sort of materials, whereas treasure chests, you can still get weapons from, like, right, I'm not exactly. sure you can get weapons from llamas, but... Yeah, I mean... It, Apparently, you can find the remote explosives in the llama, but I don't know if you can find actual guns in there as well. So well, I'd assume that explosives count as the consumables. Right, that's what I would assume too, yeah. So. Yeah. And consumables also might mean, like, you know, some first aid kits or some bandages, things like that might be in there, I'd yeah. assume. So, so. so it could vary from right. health and shields to aids and such. So I assume you wouldn't find any guns, but... I mean, basically, you find a supply llama and one good gun, and you're pretty much good for the match, because then you're going to have that gun stocked up on ammo, because you're going to have all the ammo types, so. Yeah. Pretty much find a supply llama, and you're pretty set, but unfortunately, we haven't done that yet. Instead of early game, that's really useful. As right. for later game, maybe less so. If you've got a couple of kills, then you're probably going to have a bit more materials, and it's going to be less of a problem, but early game is going to be a great sort of boost and start to the match. Definitely, and... 
even if you were able to save some of those tiers for endgame, that would be really helpful. You know, say, yeah, well, say you're 500 stone, you never use it the entire game, and then you come down to like the last 10 players. That's going to be really useful at that point. You're going to be pretty hard done trying to use up 1,500 materials. <laughs> They're going to keep you going for a while. But you can build one of those big bases like we talked about. So Absolutely, yeah. But if any listeners have actually found the Supply Llamas, just, you know, let us know and we'd love to hear about it because I haven't found any yet. So it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun to find one. It would certainly be nice. But there are a couple of bug fixes as well in this patch. One of them is with languages. Uh, Korean, Japanese, and Chinese languages were displayed properly in the UI when changing languages while playing. So that is fixed now. And the other big bug fix is there's better performance and less bandwidth using when players are jumping. So essentially when you're jumping now, you're not going to have as many issues with lag or things like that, which is very nice. I know certainly that I've had a few problems with sort of bandwidth and stuff with jumping around trying to avoid people shooting you. Right. And you're just like rubber banding all over the place. So it's nice to get these things started smooth and smooth and out. Which I think that's what they noticed too and. That's one thing I've noticed about Epic that makes Fortnite is they're actually trying to put things back into the game and constantly update it. A lot of games, they'll just drop the game out and do nothing with it for six months. So it is nice that they're actually trying to update it. Yeah, and it seems to be that they're listening to what the community is saying. Like, I know that sort of with shotgun wise, it was only ever sort of the standard shotguns, but there's the legendary one coming soon or i don't know if that's out yet i haven't seen it yet but i mean it'd definitely be fun to find it so hopefully for the future then agreed and the last sort of update is there's a couple of new things for save the world we're not going to get into save the world too much in this episode because we haven't broken that down as a whole yet but just to touch on what they are there's shamrock reclaimer outlander and the luck of the sword quest line Basically, Luck of the Storm quest line, as it's stated on the website, you can uncover treacherous treasures, track mythical creatures, and brave springtime shenanigans in Luck of the Storm. Have you played these at all? No, I, I haven't. Reading the Save the World patch notes, it says something somewhere about catching a leprechaun. If you're just running around dodging sort of these zombies trying that to sounds catch a, lot of fun, a so. leprechaun running away from you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, that could certainly be interesting, I'm sure. Right, go find his pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a hunt mission. I, I'm sure that could you lead know. to some convenient Here's your search moments and you're playing with your friends or something. Where's his pot of gold? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you see a rainbow really out of the world. Oh, there's the, a rainbow. post-apocalyptic situation <laughs> and just a tiny man in a green outfit. <laughs> running around being chased by a swarm of four adventurers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. With rainbows all over the place. <laughs> Break the rainbow. And heck, with Fortnite, you know, maybe you can build up to the rainbows and actually walk on the rainbow. <laughs> Who knows? Exactly. But like I said, we won't get into that too much because I don't personally have a lot of experience to save the world yet, so I don't know if you do but we'll talk about that more in future. Yeah, I barely investigated it, so in a future episode, I'm going to get more in touch with what that is exactly. I have more play Battle yeah. Royale so far. Better to speak about things you know. Right, exactly. 
But speaking of some things we know, there were some new modes introduced since the last episode that Drew and I had together. One of those is the 20-man team, which I absolutely loved. Basically five teams of 20 for large-scale matches. You want to try and stay in a pack, obviously, but I love how this worked out. You know, obviously every five teams of 20, say you lose five guys, you still got 15 left. I mean, it's amazing how great these large-scale matches can be. You know, large-scale firefights and everything. How did you find these? I absolutely love the larger game modes like there's been 50 v 50 in the past and i loved that game mode and now there's the five teams of 20 which <laughs> I, i've had some great fun with so i i'd normally play with a couple of friends and we went to loot lake and i ended up getting a legendary minigun and just gunning down other teams and there's been multiple situations where there's been one team left of like 20 people and just me it's just trying to hide from 18 on people has been mad <laughs> yeah i've had situations sort of like that too not that bad but i mean i've had where it's like maybe 12 to 15 players left and it's just like me and one of the guy or something it's like uh great you know one of my games was literally 18 people left on the other team and just me <laughs> wow which i can't say went too well oddly enough but uh you couldn't win that <laughs> well that that would have been one hell clutch if you ever pull that off let me know yeah you'd be a legend if you pull that off <laughs> i mean if you could take off 18 players trying to come at you at once then damn how many do you think would accuse you of aimbot uh probably 17 of the 18 at least at least <laughs> with the 18th person not having a mic yeah <laughs> or they'd be afk that's why <laughs> one or the other yeah now, if someone can actually do that, I mean, I'm sure there's some players out there. I know there's some great YouTubers that play this game. Maybe it's possible for them. I would be amazing to see that. So I, I would love to see that. I would put my time into watching that video. Same here. I watched that for like an hour at least. <laughs> just, so. just on loop. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the 20-man team, I definitely love that game mode. I hope they bring it back, obviously, with limited time with all these little limited time modes they do but hopefully they bring it back because i think that was perfect i think that's really what the game needed i'd love to try even the 25 man one where it's four teams instead that'd be fun as well but i think the 20 man team gives you a lot of variety of options that you wouldn't have in a smaller game because you could stick all 20 players together obviously you could split up into two teams of 10 you could split up into four teams of five however you want to do it really you can have like you know a couple of solo players go like hide at a certain location to wait for players and to kind of snipe them basically there's so many ways you can do it i mean if you have more team communication it's obviously better but you can still survive together without that too i mean sort of some of the amazing things that you can get out of these team modes is when you just get one of the teams who build an absolutely massive base and it's just sort of the rest of the teams trying to siege this thing whilst they defend it. And I, I just hope that right. they end up bringing one of these sort of larger scale event sort of game modes to stay because they're just so much fun. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, the game still technically says in closed beta for like when you log in. So yeah, I don't know if like <laughs> when they say, oh, it's officially released now, even though it's been out forever, that it's going to actually have all these game modes that they've ever released because they've had like, you know, this mode, they've had. Like you said, 50v50, they've had the gold mode where like all the weapons are gold. They've had the, I think, only snipers mode. 
just to name a few. So, I mean, if they had all these modes available at once, that'd be really interesting to have all these modes to choose from. But then again, there are some games out there, with, for example, Daisy, which is technically still in alpha. So, hey, it's, right. it's not doing too bad. <laughs> Definitely. I think it's really caught on, too. I mean, especially being free to play, you know, you can just jump in and play it whatever you want. Yeah, no, you don't it, have to pay 40 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever to play it. It's great. No, I, I really like that feature. When I say feature. It's not as much a feature, but... <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> but... Which, like we did say in the last episode, too, the catch to that is save the world. If you wanted to play that, you do have to pay for that. That's why I haven't really looked into that too much yet, because I've been busy playing the free version, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean... I completely understand that, and there's the battle pass as well, which you also have to pay for, but right. you know, it has to make money somehow, and given it's Definitely. such a high-quality game, I don't really mind. No, I agree. I mean, I think I'd definitely love to save the world map, but I just don't want to pay when I heard that they're going to be releasing free, so it's like, well, if I just wait a little longer, then I can play the whole thing free. So it's yeah. kind of, why not, right? <laughs> Speaking of the golden mode, there's also now the blitz mode, which I'm not sure if it's still up. It might have just ended, but I've, I've noticed there's sort of quite a few similarities between them. The blitz just seems to be a quicker version of the golden mode. Right, I would agree with that. Which, I do like the blitz in some respects, because you can knock out technically, like, Three to four games in an hour if you had an hour to play which is very nice and a lot of games you can't knock out that many games in that much time so it is nice in that way because um, each match only lasts 15 minutes in top length they're much shorter times much more intense matches i guess and they've changed some loot availability so treasure chests spawn more which is like 80 percent chance there's greater chance of launch pads greater chance of ammo boxes Basically, everything is, like, amped up. That way, the battle happens faster. And the circle closes shorter, so the circle just immediately starts closing on the island, which is awesome, because you don't have any... Okay, let's just hide for five minutes. You have to actually start moving. Yeah, it, it's great sort of for having quick, snappy games. And if you, if you sort of don't have long to jump on, then you can fit in a Blitz game or so when you wouldn't be able to fit in a full game generally. But right. sort of, yeah, there's these increased spawn rates, so sort of you're getting a lot of golden weapons and a lot more of these rarer weapons and launch pads and sort of stuff like that, as mentioned. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a great mode, and I wish that would stay long-term as well, but then again, I do like how they keep coming up with all these different modes, so it is nice to see, oh, this is the next mode. Interesting. And try to play that, you know what I mean? So it is nice that they keep coming with something different to give us to throw our hands at. Yeah, each mode sort of, well, whilst the similarities between a few of them, they are each different, and they're each unique, and because of that, there's going to be some similarities. There's only so many unique things you can do. But all all the event game modes and everything, they, they've been great in my opinion. I really enjoy them. I agree. Is there any kind of mode that they haven't done yet that you'd perhaps like to see? Maybe sort of something with the sort of smaller weapons, like pistols, or like pistols, suppressed pistols, hand cannons, revolvers, and sort of some of the smaller weapons like that. Something like that would be quite cool, because personally, I really enjoy the suppressed pistol. I really like that weapon. I like that one a lot, too. It's one of my favorites. And honestly, that's just what I was going to say myself. I'd love a, like, I guess you'd call it maybe like close combat mode or something, where 
you only have like your really close range weapons and you have to get in really close to kill everyone. So that'd be very interesting because it would change up the play styles a little bit. You know, some people that always sit back and snipe, they'd have to get in close if they want to make their kills. Yeah, you could even maybe, I know it's a bit of a stretch, but maybe even have sort of some event-specific maps, maybe. So, like, for a close quarters map, or for a close quarters event, you could have a more close quarters focus map. And sort That's of things true. like that. Because yeah. there, there has been development to the map, that's another thing I really like, that they've been changing the map to stop things like Tilted Towers. Because Tilted Towers is it's just so popular, like everyone drops there. Um, as such, they're going to be removing Tilted Towers so that there's more people dropping all on the map. Well, see, that's why I don't drop there, because everyone drops there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I basically I, drop, yeah. So. <laughs> I really like Haunted Hills. I Basically, no one drops at Haunted Hills, and they can. I've got like seven chests in one drop. It's crazy how much you can find there, and just no one goes there. Yeah, which I don't know if you listened to the episode of Drew and I, but one of the places I explained is right north of the woods. All those houses, no one ever drops there really, and all those houses have so many chests in them. So if you just raid those houses, you get a bunch of chests. Yeah, no, I've I've dropped there a few times as well. Sort of, it's Haunted Hills up right of the woods. And Flush Factory are normally my good spots. Right, because like we kind of outlined in the last episode, if you're brand new to the game, why drop where everyone else is? Because you're just going to get shot in five seconds. If you're brand new especially, then you want to drop somewhere where no one else is dropping. That way you can learn the game. You can get the mechanics down while no one's really around you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is obviously the argument that, oh, if you learn to survive in Tilted, then you can survive anywhere. But That is true. That's a good counter-argument to that. I mean, but some players just won't have the skills right off to actually do that. So they have to build up those skills. So I think it's definitely a better situation for players if they drop somewhere that's a little bit less traveled. And then as you get better, maybe you can drop, okay, I want to drop into the big area. Yeah, yeah. But sort of that's how I've worked up with my friends sort of playing Fortnite, and we've gone to other places and we eventually started dropping tilted but normally where we drop in tilted there's sort of big secret but there's there's like a little corner shop at one of the sides and if you go in there there's some shelves and if you destroy them behind them there's a secret basement which can have like two chests so that's a good place to drop but keep it on the down definitely because otherwise everyone's okay. going to drop there and it's no longer a secret. <laughs> well, everyone's going to know now, but... <laughs> well, it's out there. Yes, it's out there now. <laughs> no, and I think a lot of experienced players would know those secrets already, but... Yeah. For anyone new, that they just got some extra tips, so... But yeah, I mean, basically, where you drop kind of depends on the mode, too. These special modes that they've had, like, say the 20 player mode or the blitz mode i don't think they really change where i drop too much i mean the 20 player one does a little bit because i want to drop with like a big portion of my team but other than that these special game modes haven't really changed where i want to drop too much how about you well for me with blitz especially it with how tilted is situated it's pretty much within every circle because it's right in the middle so whilst I like to drop on places further out, I don't have that option because I'm already going to be outside of the storm, so I can't drop to those places, so it forces a lot more people to places like Tilted. 
which uh right or loot leak yeah yeah it it has mixed results yeah i mean it has mixed results but i think it's worth trying different spots out too and like i said the 20 man team if you're playing that mode i definitely wouldn't recommend dropping out somewhere solo because if you come up against like a pack of 10 people solo what are you gonna do really so, <laughs> so yeah no so, I hear you. so i try to drop where your team's gonna drop but. yeah no it's when you just get into a just horde of exactly. people then there's not much that can stop you I think the mode we suggested with kind of like the close quarters mode, I think that could kind of combine with the blitz mode a little bit because the blitz mode, as we said, the circle immediately starts closing in. What they could do with like a close quarters mode is just immediately have like the second wave of the circle already start, you know, say like the outer edges of the map are already closed off kind of thing. That'd be a way to do that possibly. Yeah, you you might have to... Reduce that from a hundred to fifty players at that point because otherwise it's just going to be so crowded. But yeah, that that could work. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I don't think they'd ever want to reduce the player size because that's something they'd never vary from is the player size itself. So I I think that part would probably have to stay intact if they did it. But I think if they just started the circle, basically just in the second round of the circle, it it would actually work out because you just had the outer edges dropped off. And you could even have like a countdown timer still, say like two minutes for the second part of the circle. But if you just take out some of the outer edges, I think it'll force a little bit more combat to start and people will just keep moving in. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair enough. So if you start with a full map and you only have like pistols and stuff, I mean, it, it's going <laughs> to... Yeah, they're, they're not the best for actually, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, all you'd have to do is drop it like, oh, I dropped at the corner of the map and I haven't seen a player in 20 minutes. <laughs> Well, one one game mode that it it was in a squads game. Me and all my friends, we all dropped haunted, so our standard place, and we got tons of loot and we got tons of materials. And then we built on top of a hill, and we looked at the uh, how many people were left, and there were three other people left. So like, just we just completely missed the entire game. So we just <laughs> steamrolled the rest of the people in the game just completely won didn't lose a single person we built an absolutely amazing base with all our resources but sort of doing those sort of things you almost get a sort of bypass until late game already right i think that is the cool thing with fortnite though is because a lot of other games you wouldn't really have any chance at a bypass at least fortnite there's like some risk and reward factor where you could get lucky and, oh, I dropped where the circle is. And the circle might still stay in your same exact spot for like the next two or three rounds. And then you don't really have to move around. But kind of as my co-host said in the first episode, it does make the game a little bit more boring for you because you're just kind of waiting for people to come to you. But in terms of survivability, it definitely gives you an edge because you can make it into like the final 25 without ever seeing a player sometimes. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it sort of annoying when you have those games where you drop nearer to the edge and you don't see anyone all game it's like 10 people left and then you just immediately get sniped by the first person you see right definitely i mean i've had some games where i finished like second place and i killed like two people the entire game so it varies a lot sometimes yeah but we can kind of get into our next topic which is something that's new for fortnite i know you've tried it i haven't tried it personally because i'm on android but night has come to ios and it's soon coming to android so 
what are your impressions so far on playing mobile? Given it's a mobile game, I, f- I found it quite impressive. Sort of, it doesn't run too bad. I mean, obviously there's a bit of lag, but that's just Fortnite in general, and it's a mobile right. game. What can you expect? My main problem has been with sort of shooting and hitting things. The the button is just above the movement button. So whilst you can tap in the middle of the screen, sometimes that's slightly unresponsive, but it does restrict you with moving and shooting. So you can't really move and shoot, which is a pain, because mobile, you can play with people on all other platforms, so that's been amazing. So I've played with friends on my Xbox, me on my phone, and sort of things like that, and we're just in public, sort of playing with another one of my friends on the phone, but you, you're you just sort of stuck if you're shooting, so if you have a sniper rifle, it, it's not too bad, but if you're in close quarters combat, if you have a shotgun and there's someone running around in your face, if they're jumping, jumping up and down, you can't really hit them, and, and that's a pain. So it is definitely a lot tougher to shoot and move, I kind of expected it would be, but... Yeah, I... I think it wouldn't be hard to fix that. Literally just move the shoot button. But where right. it's situated at the moment is just a pain to get to and it causes a few problems with shooting. Well, say for example they did move that shoot button, do you think a mobile player could ever really make this game viable? Say like you just dropped in this game, this is your first experience with the game and it's on mobile and you never played on console before or anything? Do you think they could actually survive and beat some players that are playing on console. I reckon so, yeah. Like e- Even with these issues, I've come fourth in a solo game on mobile, and everyone else, they've been on like PC and things like that. Um, but I, I still come fourth. So so whilst it is a problem, you, you can still kill people, you can still get around it. Just it, it would be easier, I reckon, to do so. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, it's definitely going to be more of a challenge, I'd say, on mobile anytime you play it. Is I don't think it'd ever be easier on mobile, unless you disagree. I, I think, I mean, obviously you can get things like Bluetooth Xbox controllers, so if you could sync them up to the game or that's true, th- yeah. things like that, then that sort of takes away the entire problems with the game, and then it's just normal Fortnite, and then, you know, then it's completely viable. You know, you're going to have the same benefits and everything as everyone else. But, but then, you, of course, if you're doing that, I mean, you're basically playing the game the way it originally was anyways. Yeah, so. but you can so just sort of play really, on the go. Yeah. That is true. I think that's the best thing about mobile is you can play on the go. I mean, say you're on you know, your lunch at work or something, you can get a quick game of Fortnite in while you're on your phone. That'd I mean, kinda cool. yeah, li- literally today I found out that one of my friends had it on their phone, so we jumped on a game together. We didn't win, but <laughs> but it was literally just over lunch. I was like, oh, hey, you have it as well. Add me. Let's play together. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to try it. Just like I said, I'm on Android, so I can't try it yet because the Android part isn't released yet, but hopefully yeah. that comes soon. So Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds interesting. Like, What do you think works best about it so far, if you had to say? I really like how the building works. I find it slightly easier than the console building, almost, because... Just Interesting. where the rotation button for building is, I just find it more accessible than rotating things on console. So that is one thing I've I found nicer on on mobile is sort of some of the building. So do you kind of feel like you can build faster? Like say a storm is approaching, could you get out of it faster in on your phone than you would the console? I, I mean, 
obviously turning around takes a bit longer because you you only have like one area you can touch so getting away from a storm maybe less so but if if you have time to build a base sort of something like that then i i think that could go slightly smoother and it's easier to place things in my opinion so for for base building more so and in terms of you said turning around and stuff how does that mechanic actually work do they have like little arrow buttons or do they have like where you swipe it or how does that operate well you have a i'll give you a quick rundown of all the buttons because there's not many buttons it's pretty simple you have a d-pad for movement which you can double tap to auto run pretty simple um you have a button to shoot you have a button to jump button to duck button to zoom in or interact things like that button to build to change to build mode and your inventory button so it's pretty simple um and to look around yeah you just swipe on the screen so all of the buttons they're simple they're easy i think just a few of them could do with being moved around because if you had the jump button and the crouch button next to the movement and the shoot button next to the zoom in instead of the other way around then it it would just make things a little smoother in my opinion makes a better experience yeah right yeah have you found a lot of players feel the same way as you do that you've noticed um i mean as as i said i i played with my friend and yeah they they completely agreed with me they found that shooting was a bit of a pain so i i think it does seem to be a, a bit of a common issue i mean i guess the good news though is since it is the early release of it they might change that in a future release when more players get in so by the time for example they release on android when i play it it might be totally different by the time i play yeah i mean that's why they have these betas they have them to find right. problems like these and fix them and, and make the game better so hopefully they take sort of feedback on board and do so i mean it sounds like that's definitely what's the least good as part of your experience like do you think it really kills the experience altogether or is it just like a tweak that they do make and it doesn't really kill the experience for you i i reckon it hasn't killed the experience as long as they change it then i think it'll be fine but it's just a bit of a nuisance i guess more what i mean is like say if you're a brand new player jumping in on mobile and you just saw it this way you never saw it any other way would it kill the experience all right all right i i see what you mean i think for a new player maybe more so because if you don't play on any other platform then you're going to be going up against people who are on pc they're on console they have these advantages of being able to move around jump shoot things like that and you're just going to have a disadvantage from the start and if if you're dedicated enough to get good on mobile then you know you're going to be even better on platform and things but it it just makes it harder for new players true which i would assume is true i mean most games when they go to mobile you know it is a lot harder to play on mobile Unless it's like a certain type of game, maybe like, I don't know, a game where you don't have to interact with a lot of things at once, I guess. Not really multiplayer based. It might work out better on mobile, but any multiplayer game on mobile, it it definitely is harder, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I I think for new players, going straight on to mobile might be a bit more of a disadvantage. Yeah, I would agree. But then kind of like you were saying about Tilted Towers earlier, there is the counterpoint that if they actually get good on mobile, then they can probably be good anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So, so like if that is your first experience and you actually stick with it, you might become one of the better players that are playing on console, for example. Well, if you can do it. Yeah, if you can do it. I mean, I know personally I probably suck on mobile, but I'll give it a shot when it comes out for me. So No harm in trying, right? 
<laughs> exactly. I know you mentioned that you put, got fourth place once. Is that kind of a common occurrence for you? Or is it kind of a freak game? Or Well, I quite often place sort of top 10, but not necessarily win. I quite often fall at the... Even on mobile, though? M- mobile, I place sort of lesser so. Generally, maybe top 20, top 25. But that... I'd still say that's pretty good for mobile, though. Yeah, that that's not awful. But sort of with the places I like sort of haunted hills places like that you're going to see less action if, if i drop tilted then i'm gonna die quite quickly i reckon right well that's actually a good question i mean it sounds like it has changed your play style a little bit with playing mobile because you can't drop in the same places you usually would play is that accurate yeah i mean absolutely dropping tilted on mobile unless you're playing only against other people on mobile it's just not a sort of viable option not a fair fight right yeah you're gonna have people jumping around shooting all over the place and you can't move and shoot and in tilted where it's absolutely ruthless that's just you're gonna die so quickly definitely i could definitely see that i mean i think it's gonna be a very hard experience for anyone that's new but for anyone that's experienced what are some of the reasons that they should actually sign up to play on mobile like Say you're an experienced player, you've played on console, you've played on PC. Why would you want to try it on mobile? I mean, sort of, as I said, it's being able to play wherever you are. So I've played with my friends all over the place. And it's just been nice to, you know, over lunch being like, hey, you want to jump on some Fortnite? And just sitting around the table, just with your phones. You don't need to have a high-end gaming PC or shell out, you know, however much on a console. You know, you can just, just get it on your phone. And it's still free. It's no. Which I think that is the big draw for it. I mean, a lot of players might kind of scoff at it being, oh, it's mobile. Like, why would I want to try this? But the portability is very nice because if it's a game you love still, if the game hasn't really changed, which it sounds like it hasn't too much. I mean, they have to make a couple of tweaks maybe. But say you're like going on a flight, you're stuck in an airport for a couple hours. Just pull out your phone, play support. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, exactly. It's situations like that where where it's perfect sort of it's just a good time killer every now and then right which i think that's nice about it because it gives you a lot more exposure to the game you know say you only have a couple hours a day play games at all and you just come home you might not even play fortnite for those couple hours you might play something else but if you're actually having your phone with you all the time which a lot of people do you'd have access to fortnite all the time so you'd have a lot more access to have more exposure to the game and that would help yeah and Obviously, even if you're not winning, you can still complete quests and things. You can still go up tiers in the battle pass. So you can still earn things and game items, stuff like that. So there's there's still definitely benefits from having the mobile version. Which that's something we didn't touch on at all, but it sounds like you just answered it. Basically, playing on mobile, that syncs with your console account as well, and you just go up the same tiers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I sync my account with my... I play an Xbox, so I sync those two accounts, so but instantly, just straight away, the second you synced it, you get all your skins, all all of your sort of quests and everything goes across both of them accounts sort of both the accounts. So I could be playing on my Xbox for one second, then turn my Xbox off, jump on a new game on my phone, and I would instantly have all the progression. Which that's amazing how they made that work too, because if that doesn't work right, you know, players are going to speak up about it right away. So it, it's great that they made that work perfectly. You know, it, it's a nice feature and it's great quality of life, life things that sort of 
you don't know that they're bad until you don't have them sort of thing definitely do you have any other insights about the mobile version that you want to share with anyone um i mean i I think sort of one question that hasn't been directly answered so far is the graphics of the game as much i mean they're, they're a much more dumbed down version of the game it's a lot of it is flat textures but to an extent they do come into gameplay because for example with the wooden walls there they have slight gaps in them that you can see, see people through however um on the mobile version these gaps aren't there so whilst you could get these sort of advantages on seeing where your enemies are on the other versions sort of mobile you lose some of these graphical advantages so it, again it comes down to a few of these advantages and disadvantages right which makes sense i mean obviously i don't think anyone's going to expect the graphics to be the same on mobile as it would be on pc or console because that's just insane to actually make that work i mean i don't see where how that would ever happen where the graphics would be the same but it does it is kind of disappointing i guess a little bit that you lose some of those graphical advantages like you talked about because mobile would already be at a disadvantage as it is and then if you can't see through those little gaps it puts you at an even bigger disadvantage so it does hurt in that sense yeah so there are sort of some other small things like that but otherwise i think that's pretty much everything about the mobile version yeah i think we pretty much touched on everything about it i mean I guess real quick, we didn't touch on actually gaining materials, but I assume it works pretty much the same way it works on console. Like when you actually smack a rock, for example, is it pretty intuitive, I guess? Yeah, no, it it's exactly the same as sort of the other versions. Other than anything I've stated already, the game is completely identical. Sort of all the menus, everything, it's complete, completely the same. I'm, I'm impressed that they managed to get so much across to the mobile version and obviously because you share the same games they all have the same features everyone's getting the same weapons right which i definitely think that's great too because like you said you can just play mobile and someone that comes up against you they wouldn't actually know you're on mobile because you play the same exact game you know same exact features everything so the only differences are the little ones we talked about where like you might have to move differently or the graphics might be a little different to give you a little bit less advantage but yeah otherwise they're just identical and i'm impressed by that i hope i will be too i mean i haven't got a chance to play it yet because it's not on android but hopefully it comes out soon for android and i can give it a shot on mobile myself hopefully so yeah i think we pretty much cover everything so i want to thank you very much monty for coming on the podcast and talking some Fortnite with us I think we touched on a lot of the great aspects and disadvantages of mobile. We touched on some of the news very well. So thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Not a problem. Again, thanks for having me. Been a pleasure to have you. And if you want to find you on any platforms or if you want to like give people your gamer tag or something, how can they find you? Um, well, on Xbox, um, I can be found as De Epic Duck. Spaces between each word, no capitals. I'll quite often be playing Fortnite or Sea of Thieves, and I have a Sea of Thieves community, which I'm an admin in, so you guys are welcome to join that, and things as such. And for me, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter, at Derek Blaze. You can also find me on email, d.blaze89 at gmail.com. And as far as the podcast as a whole, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, 
a lot of different apps. You can also just search it in Google if you wanted to. And that's basically all we have for today. But we want to thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate all the listeners. So just give us any kind of feedback you want. And we will appreciate that feedback as well. So thank you for coming.